You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. So we've all remember and we've heard about the the big uh, explosion, volcanic explosion that highly affected the island nation of Tonga, right? Uh, with um, rumblings and, um, what do they call it, a tsunami, yeah. Well, there was a retired carpenter. He's in his 50s. He got caught in a 20-foot tsunami wave that took him out into the ocean. There was a, a, a log there, and he hung on to that log for over a day, and he made it to the big island, the main island, and he survived, and he gave God the credit for it. So if you're a teenager right now and you're thinking, eh, I don't know if God's involved in what I'm thinking about not, you know, save your soul. Absolutely. Now, being you know, washed out the sea may not be your big concern today, but the cold might be something affecting that, might be getting through the snow or whatever it is. And um, all kinds of situations are very easy to feel helpless in a situation where the Bible promises that prayer is powerful and effective. And I guarantee if I was being washed out in the ocean and I had a log there, I would say, thank you, Lord, for that log. And then I would say, thank you, Lord, for saving me. Causes things to happen that prayer does that would not have happened otherwise. Absolutely. And the Bible says that. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. We're praying today. Whatever it is, God cares. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I, I kind of debated about this because if you're not a football fan, you know, but it did turn out to be quite a weekend in the playoffs. Only four games, four NFL games, two on Saturday and two on Sunday. They were all upsets except for the last game, which was going to be an upset. <laughs> Buffalo, our very own New York team, playing against probably one of the best football teams that's ever been put together. It really is. I'm thinking they can score. I mean, I, they proved it uh, Sunday night. So Buffalo has to have a touchdown against uh, Kansas City. Time is running out. And they had an amazing play and scored a touchdown with 13 seconds left in the game. I thought, man, I don't even think Vince Lombardi in his day, he would have looked at the fellas and said, well, we gave it a good shot. But not Kansas City, no. And Buffalo was three points ahead because they, they went and got the two anyway. They're three points ahead. So Kansas City knows if we can get far enough down the field to kick a field goal before time runs out, 13 seconds, then we can, we can tie the game and maybe we can win in overtime. And they got far enough down the field. It was incredible. I, mean, just, I don't care who you're rooting for. It was incredible. In 13 seconds, they kicked a field goal as time ran out, which, by the way, became the fourth game to have a field goal kicked as time ran out, although this one just tied the game. They got the coin toss. They won the coin toss, and they got the ball. Uh. <laughs> and, you know, They went to town, and they scored a touchdown, and they won in overtime. So Buffalo's not in it for next week. Pretty amazing. I was just stunned. Uh, the other three games were upsets, kicking a field goal at the end. So next week, got a couple of games. It's, it's very interesting, you know, and, and really in every walk of life, you can probably say what Kendra has said. You, you've got to trust that God knows why he has you on this path. And, and you ask the Holy Spirit to empower you to run it with endurance. You cannot 
go better than that. It's pretty cool. The Sound of Life. It's Monday Mug Day. So coming up right after Dr. Tony Evans, your opportunity to win the one and only Cup of Joe Morning Show Travel Mug. And it's fun because we always look at today in history. You know, always try to make it fun. Right. And uh, boys, first Boy Scout troop was uh, founded actually in England. That's pretty neat. And we talked about the Connecticut. That was in 1639. The um, what was it called Fundamental Orders. That was the first constitution in the new world there. Pretty amazing. But what could be probably more important to you is the invention of peanut butter. Actually, it was, I guess, patented, right? And the man who did it had really no idea uh, that that's what he was doing. And it's interesting because like a, some other things that happened around the Battle Creek Sanatorium, a spa for all kinds of ailments. And um, so they were working on foods and things. And out of that came uh, cornflakes, a cereal, a very nutritious cereal. Well, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't be the one to be saying that. It's up to you. But um, the, actually, Kellogg's did have the peanut butter. They call it the most delicious nut butter you've ever tasted in your life. Um, and and there you go. It was. It had. I, I don't know. They just didn't realize what they had there. You know. They here they are. Imagine trying to sell that nowadays. Trying to sell that to your kids nowadays. Spreading it out there and stuff. I, I have a feeling it probably didn't look a lot like it does now. That's what I'm guessing. Like nothing back in the day looked back in the 1800s. It didn't look like it does today. That's kind of the thing right there. But, boy, I'll tell you one thing. Thank you, uh, Marcellus Gilmore Edson, for patenting uh, the peanut butter in 1884 because my family wouldn't be alive, and probably yours, too, without that. It's pretty amazing. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Monday Mug Day. We'll go to the Cup of Joe Morning Show hotline. See if uh, anybody wants to win my mug. <laughs> Good morning. Cup of Joe Morning Show, who's this? Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Big thing, I guess, is do you want my mug? Oh, my gosh, I really do. Oh, you got it, I guarantee you. Well, in 1849 on this day, gold was discovered. The president announced the news in December, and the gold rush began. What state were they heading from here to? It was California. California, yes, Awesome. Congratulations, Candace. Yes, indeedy. Interestingly enough, a lot of people, it was a very difficult journey. And a lot, some people, by the way, turned around and came back and got to be famous right in New York City. So sometimes you just have to turn around, right? <laughs> That's it. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You might as well get up do something. The Sound of Life. Wouldn't you want to help a... Mother and her two children, especially when you found out by local news that one of her children was disabled, she is about to become homeless. And this happened right over in Connecticut. And all she needed was a $2,800 check put in there to go to a nonprofit organization that helps people get housing. First of all, thankfully, there is a nonprofit organization that helps people get housing. All right. And an interesting thing is somebody at a law firm over in Bridgeport said, we can do that. Absolutely. You know, her whole, I mean, just so much is hanging right there. 
I don't know if you've ever been in that situation. May have been in a situation where you didn't know where that was coming from. Um, and I think it's such an incredible gift in this day and age and how quickly you can get there. You know, sometimes people are quick to point, well, why was she homeless? What was she doing with that? You know, why she should made this bad decision? Things like this. doesn't matter, does it? Jesus didn't ask those questions when he came up on people, did he? He knew them, but he didn't have to ask, right? And they didn't either. They just said, here's a $2,800 check to an organization. They put together a down payment, and it's pretty cool. And if you were in a situation like that, I'm sure that you would be like, thank God for that. I appreciate that very, very much. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't stop drinking the coffee. I stopped drinking the coffee. I stopped doing the standing and the walking and the words, putting it to sentence, doing. The sound of life. It's, I would say seasonable. It's the 24th of January. You know, we do, we do, we look forward. I mean, we, we kind of do, right? We get into February and we're kind of like, whew, we got the January. That's the really cold month, which is true. And so February is just a, a little bit better generally, you know. I don't want to even talk about March and April. It's so terrible. But anyway, so I was going to tell you that we get through this week. Sure enough, in the first week in February, it's going to be considerably Warmer in the daytime. I mean, like tomorrow, it's going to be in the mid to upper 30s here. So that's amazing. And that's kind of what we have to look forward to. Like first day of February is 35. Then it's 36. Then it's 43. Then it's 40. Isn't that interesting? But I was looking and I'm on my app over the weekend. and And I'm just kind of looking to check to see what it is. And I was horrified. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was supposed to be getting warmer. The low was like nine. What? There's like seven, five for lows, and the highs are all like 20, 22. And I was like, what happened? And then I realized, oh, my, the city I was looking at was Green Bay, Wisconsin, because I wanted to see how cold it was at Lambeau Field where the Green Bay Packers were playing, and I forgot to switch it. And I'm sure you've never done anything that silly. That what is wrong with you. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Oh, you look like a man who could use more coffee. The Sound of Life. I procrastinate. Come on. I mean, maybe you do too. Especially when it comes to giving. A lot of times I'm thinking about it. Thinking about a couple things right now. You know, uh, thankfully this successful businessman uh, at one time, did not procrastinate. Kind of set uh, the trend, really, as the way we should give. He spent the last few decades of his life doing all he could to give away his fortune. And he had quite the fortune. He was a multi-billionaire. He donated uh, to a variety of causes, like bringing peace to Northern Ireland. He modernized Vietnam's health care system, and not long before he died, he spent $350 million to turn New York City's Roosevelt Island into a technology hub. And uh, he said, I strongly believe in giving while living. I see little reason to delay giving. Besides, it's a lot more fun to give while you live than to give while you're dead. (laughs) That's absolutely correct. Your daily dose of encouragement. I've got a smile on my face and a twinkle in my eye. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. Cup of Joe Morning Show here on The Sound of Life. Yeah, that is Tasha Layton. Look what you've done. Hey, I'm Joe, and I have a feeling that Jana Kramer saying the same thing. That's basically what she said. 
Look what you've done, Lord. You know Janet Kramer? She's a singer and an actress. And when you're a singer and an actress and you get baptized publicly, well, you get a lot of comments. You you stir things up a little bit, and it's a great thing. A lot of uh, people in the media who know the Lord were saying, praise God. That is great. Amen. Right? It's pretty amazing. Uh, and I'll share the photo that Janet Kramer shared of her sitting in the baptismal pool. Um, she expanded on her experience and testimony and said she's now stopped walking alone. And maybe you can relate to this. She said, the beauty is I was never alone. He was always walking with me. I just didn't think I deserved it. If I'm honest, I didn't know how to trust it or if I could trust it at all. Looking up to a, quote, father figure with my past was hard to believe or have comfort in. I didn't think he would stay, that he wouldn't hurt me. So I pushed God away for years. And she said, I found out in my brokenness that God was just waiting for me to come to him. And I have. And today, I made my faith public, and it feels really good to know no matter what happens next on this journey of life, God is next to me walking with me. Powerful message to you or anyone who might be struggling. And she is reminding her fans God is walking with you and encouraging you to let him in. What a message that is. Wow. May have uh, quite an impact of many, many sermons. I'll tell you, it's amazing. Uh, she, she concluded her post with a biblical uh, piece of scripture, Lamentations from the Old Testament, Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And Lord, we pray for her every morning and for you as well, too, for Jana Kramer and for people like you who are like her. Who We pray that you'll realize that God is walking with you. He's with you right now. You just got to let him in. We pray for strength and for continued courage and faith for Jana. And for more testimonies like that, in Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. I was thinking about uh, thankful for high technology as far as apparel goes you know when i was a kid if you wanted to stay warm it was wool now contrary to a popular belief i mean north carolina is not warm all the time and we had a couple of cold days i mean i remember a couple of winters you know it got cold <laughs> i remember sitting in church with wool slacks on and wishing i was anywhere but Wishing for the rapture, probably, uh, something. It was just an awful thing because it was itchy, you know. And um, it, 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 that's just the way it was. You know, when you bought your slacks from Sears, I mean, I, not to put them there, but um, I thank, I'm thankful. And I think maybe the space program is the one that uh, is responsible. They always say that, you know, but uh, how did you dress? How did you dress warm growing up in the North Pole? I have one of those ski caps that was a mask. The only the eyes and the mouth cut out. Yeah. Yeah, that was helpful. Do you remember staying warm or what? Yeah, well, you know, being Norwegian, we were supplied with um, hand-knitted socks and hand-knitted mittens. Wow. We were well prepared. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. Pop some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. The sound of life. I need a hug. Sometimes you just need a hug. Your kids, definitely. And you know they need a hug, don't you? 
And sometimes it's a little tough. So to the rescue comes iMom, iMom.com, yes, with the Hug-A-Day ideas, the hug chart, yes. You laugh. To somebody like me who's had to get used to hugs over the years, uh, it's a big thing. It really is. And, of course, when you're kids, you know, when you're little, kids like hugs, they seek them, right? They uh, they skin their knee. They want a hug. They don't care about the infection on the knee. They just want a hug. That's it. Does it keep the doctor away? Maybe. Does it fill your child with love and feeling of security? Absolutely. Everybody hug. Right? No, wait a minute. <laughs> Let's hold on. So iMom has six different ways to wrap your arms around your kids and hold them tightly. Test out each one. See which kind of hug leads to the most laughter, the biggest sigh of relief, or the sweetest moment of peace. The special thing about giving a hug is no matter what your kids are going through, it fills the bill and you don't have to say a word. That is a pretty good point. They can help uh, after a rough day at school, a practice that seemed to go all wrong, a scream fest with a brother or sister who's being extra bossy, or a heart-wrenching breakup. So even if your kids haven't told you what they need, the hug will do its job and help them feel your love. No words required. It's a great way to celebrate an A+. You ever see one of those? Okay. Calls for a hug. How about no cavities? Give me a hug. Yeah. How about you made the team? Hug time. Here we go. It's a simple embrace. It says so much to your kids using no words at all. In 10 seconds, basically, you are saying we're proud of them and we love you. It's the way it is. And um, you can't multitask while hugging. Isn't that cool? I mean, everything drops. Everything stops. You're given a hug, and it's really pretty cool. Now, aren't you convinced that hugs are the way to go? So uh, I'm going to post this, and it is a printable. If you have a printer, or you can just look at it and draw your own. That may be a family project. iMom's Hug-A-Day Ideas, and even more hugs with your kids. Like pickle in the middle, <laughs> okay? That may be a little bit much at first, you know, but the bear hug, hug them till it hurts. That's always really good. The surprise hug. That's always really great. The hurricane hug. Yeah, hug and spin. That's the hurricane hug. They're, they're there. The hug-a-day ideas from iMom. Look for them on the Cup of Joe Morning Show Facebook page. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. The sound of life. Ann was talking about the professor ending his online class. Oh, boy, we're very familiar with the, uh, the screens nowadays. But he ended his online class two ways each time. One of two ways. He would say, see you next time or have a good weekend. And sometimes respondents, uh, the, the class would say, thank you, you too. And one day a student responded, I love you. And he was surprised. And he said, well, I love you too. And that evening the classmates agreed to celebrate an I love you chain. And for the next class time, an appreciation for their professor who had to teach to a screen on his computer, not in person, teaching as he preferred. A few days later, when he finished teaching, the professor said, see you next time. One by one, the students replied, I love you. I love you. Love you. Love you. Isn't that cool? They continued that for several months, and the teacher said it created a strong bond with his students and how he feels their family. Yeah. Family, that's part of it. You want to be part of God's family. He adopts you into family. That's why an adoption on a human level, a child who is fatherless, as they say, mother, a family, family less, 
and they're taken in and loved by another family or adopted. That's what happens to you. But you become a part of the family, right? God enables us to love him and others because he loves us. It's always that way. When you're loved, you love other people, right? So the next time you gather with God's people, take time to share your reasons for loving him. Make an I love you chain, for God will bring him praise and bring you closer together. It's pretty cool. That's a thought from Ancetus, who's a devotional writer. And um, Father God, show us ways to creatively express your love to others. Amen. Waking up with a cup of joe. Good morning. Good morning. Rise and shine. The sound of life. I don't know how you feel about coincidences, but there may be... uh, real-life coincidence that have convinced you that coincidence don't exist, all right? Maybe you're one of those, you know? But here's, it's really kind of cool. It happened about 20 years ago over in the U.K. Laura Buxton, 10 years old at the time, goes to her grandparents' wedding anniversary. It's a big deal, 50th wedding anniversary. Now, she decides to take a balloon ties a note with her name and address to it and let it go up in the sky. It went a couple hundred kilometers, which turns out about three hours away, and landed in a farmer's field. He picked it up, and he looked at it, and he realized that the name on it, and one of his neighbors that he knows has a daughter by the very same name. And so he goes and gives it to them, Peter and Eleanor. They have a Laura Buxton who is 10 years old as well, right? And uh, they thought, wow, that's kind of interesting. So the Laura who got the balloon decides to get in touch with the Laura who sent the balloon, and a series of coincidences ensued. <laughs> okay. All right. They, um, one, they go to different schools, of course, but... Um, Uh, They got together. They share more than the first name. They're both in the fifth year of elementary school. They have two three-year-old black labs, a rabbit, and a guinea pig each. So their parent, they discovered that over the phone. Their parents decided, well, we got to get the two together. And when they showed up, they were dressed the same with a pink sweater and jeans, both with blonde hair tied in a pigtail. The same height, same build, identical eye color. Even the guinea pigs have equal orange spots on their hind legs. All right. They grew up staying in touch, of course, and they currently, thanks to just this chance, right, they have become great friends. They're now 30. And uh, and I started thinking about that, and I thought, well, they're three hours apart. I bet if they, even though they're not related, I bet if they went back, and I'm not a betting person. I just use it as a figure of speech. If they went back maybe a few generations, they may have a common ancestry, which may lead to the fact that they have a lot in common. Could be they're in an area of the world where there's farming, obviously. So there's a lot of, like, it's probably very common for somebody to have animals, right? Dogs, probably, uh, for a girl to have a guinea pig. And a lot of them are probably alike. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it is kind of kind of cool that they would be very similar. A lot of that could be the culture, the sh- where they dress alike cuz you know, they where you're going to shop, they shop, they think alike, things like that. You know. I was thinking about that. And I thought, but 
if you take the odds of any one person in history fulfilling what was said about Jesus of Nazareth, it was prophesied 400 years before he was born, or that the Messiah would be born here and when and would live like this. There are over 200, and maybe more than that. So I, you know, but it, it, at least over 200 specific prophecies about Jesus of Nazareth, born in Bethlehem. <laughs> Say what, 80 miles away? Right. Just for starters. And then, of course, the way he lived his life and the way he died. Now, mathematicians have figured, are you ready for this? That any one person on earth fulfilling eight of them, eight of the over 200 prophecies, the odds would be one in 10 to the 17th power. That's one in, I don't know what it is, but it has 17 zeros after it. And it is an awful lot. Yeah. A great way to start your day. Go ahead. Make my day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. The Sound of Life. Chris Tomlin recently sharing an encouraging tweet online and taking to Facebook. He shared Paul's letter to the church at Thessalonica. That's like wishes here. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11. Encourage one another. Well, he said, therefore, because he's talking about what God has done for you and who God is and all that. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. 2,400 people shared that uh, spirit of Christ, hitting the like button. Hundreds also commenting on and sharing that post. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. You're as funny as a cry for help. The sound of life. Man, this is kind of cool here, and it's kind of for the person who doesn't believe in coincidences, but I've been thinking about this, and when you first look at all the coincidences involved, but then you kind of see a lot of logic behind it, or at least I did. I mean, you can correct me, and maybe I'm wrong about it, but it happened about 20 years ago. 10-year-old girl named Laura. Laura Buxton was attending her grandparents' 50th wedding anniversary. Big deal. She took a balloon that they had there and tied a note with it, which had her name and address, and she let it go up into the air. It traveled about, no, I think it was three hours away, something like that, and landed in a field of a farmer, and he saw it, and he happened to know neighbors that had a Laura Buxton. (laughs) He said he thought it was it. So he took it to them. Turns out, no. That's See, this is where her address is. Oh, we've got the same name. Turns out they were the same age. And so they got together, and when they showed up, these two 10-year-olds were dressed identical. You would have thought that they were twins. They had the same color eyes. Um, they um, were in the fifth year of elementary school. They, had, they both had three black labs, a rabbit and a guinea pig, and each one of the guinea pigs had the same pattern on it. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. Something like that. So they obviously grew up, they're, they're 30 now, and they grew up together, staying in touch. And thanks to this just this blind chance, really, uh, they became great friends. It's very interesting. But I started thinking about that. They said, what a coincidence, right? And I thought, well, three hours apart, 
they may be related, even though they're not related at some point back in history. Uh, they, they may be related. They're in the same region of the world. So they would be alike, you know, as far as like dress, mannerisms, owning dogs, pets, guinea pigs, a lot of girls probably, or a lot of kids probably, you know, they have those types of pets. I'm just saying there's probably a lot of similarities there. Just the fact that they happen to have that many that lined up is pretty phenomenal and it makes the news. Why isn't it every day somebody's talking about the odds of Jesus being the Messiah? I mean, if you're a mathematical type of person, this is right up your alley. And I did a little research on that too, depending on who you talk to. Some uh, scholars think there's over 500 prophecies, but there's certainly hundreds of them uh, that were uttered 400 years before Jesus was born. No, no. And it would, it, they're all concerning where he would be born, uh, his birth, his ministry, uh, how he would die. How he lived, you know, what he looked like, all this. All, I mean, just they're very intricate things, as you probably know about that. So people want to know, well, could it be possible that somebody just, I mean, he has, not, he has no way of knowing where he's born. So the fact that they were from Nazareth and the fact that he was born in Bethlehem, which was the little town of Bethlehem, like the song said, they're right. It's a nowhere, nobody town, and, you know, what, what's going to come out of there? Nobody would have ever prophesied that, he would, that the Messiah would be born there, probably, using, you know, that logic of the day. So that was pretty cool. And he had nothing to do with that, of course, um, and how we lived and stuff. So the odds <laughs> uh, that Jesus could have fulfilled. Now, mathematicians have really conquered this because... They took eight prophecies, eight. There's at least a couple of hundred. I mean, at the very minimum, a couple of hundred specific prophecies about the Messiah. If you took eight of them, the odds that any one person in history would fulfill eight of them are one in 10 to the 17th power, which means 17 zeros after that, which is a mighty big Number. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Waking up with a cup of joe. I can't imagine traveling to school every day without it. It helps me um, in my prayer over our school and our students and teachers. So thank you for all that you do. The Sound of Life. We've got to report uh, a sighting. You know, if this happened like every other day, hey, if it happened once a week, I mean, there's a reason people take a photograph of things that they see that are really good. You know, and you think, well, this is probably happening a lot. <laughs> and people just don't see it. And it goes out on social media and it goes viral. They're on the subway and they're going home and they're tired and they're done. And they got kids and stuff. And this little boy who, if he's in, I mean, if he's in school, he's in elementary school, in early elementary school. Sweetest little boy. He gave up his seat to a lady on the train with a stroller and a baby. So he gives that up, and he's standing holding on to the pole by his mother. And his mom, obviously, is asleep. But if you look close, first of all, you'll see that this little boy took her handbag, put it over his shoulder, took her other bag, put it over the other shoulder, and has now taken his hands 
and put them between her head and the rail so that she can have a comfortable pillow and she looks like she could use one. And son, in 30 years from now, you're going to be running that place. <laughs> God willing, I hope so. A great way to start your day. The Cup of Joe Morning Show. Look, I'm a frequent coffee drinker. I'm part of the club. I have a card. The sound of life. We're thanking God for who he is in all things and that he is with you through all things. We don't say, Lord, thank you for that flat tire I had on the way to work. It's too below out, man. I'm really loving this day. <laughs> he understands. He knows that. He knows what you're going through. He's lived on this earth. He knows the grime and the dirt and people and stuff. He knows all that. So you can, you can take comfort in that right here. I'm Joe and kind of wondering how you're going so far this year in the cold and everything. Yes, Chuck. Uh, it's starting out rough for us, but I'm do we're doing good, you know. Um, some things are happening, uh, not the COVID or any of that stuff. Just things are happening in life. That's what happens with, all, with everybody, you know. But we're good, you know. Like, I was going to have my front in alignment done this morning because I have a lifetime with Firestone. And my, the guy that owns the Firestone in Newburgh called me up. I know him. He says, Chuck, can you postpone until next week? I got five guys out with COVID. I said, yeah, no problem. Yeah. You know, I'm not worried about it. We've all had to learn to kind of adjust, hopefully. Otherwise, you'd be banging your head against the wall, I think. It's tough oh, out there. It's a big adjustment, Joe, and you have to, you know, it's the whole thing comes down to trusting in the Lord, and it'll get taken care of at the right time. The sound of life. Well, maybe the number one thing you can do in this new year, basically, is trust in the promise of God's presence. I mean, the sound of life is a presence, a ministry of presence 24-7 over 30 years. We promise we'll be here. You have made it so. It's not like it's a promise from God. But God makes a promise. He's going to be there. He'll do it, even in the worst-case scenario. And as you are well aware, the terrain of life is filled with dark valleys, Somebody uh, has said, some people have said, we we're, just, we're either in the middle of a valley or just coming out of a valley or about to enter another valley, right? Sobering thought when you're trying to de demonstrate hope and joy to others. That's why it's important to remember God is always with you even when the worst happens. He's with you. Remember that, okay? You've been listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast on the Sound of Life, the Hudson Valley's 100% listener-funded Christian radio station. For more information on upcoming events, contests, to ask for prayer, and to become a member of the Sound of Life family by supporting the station, visit us at soundoflife.org.